welcome to the FPC Blanchard Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in today. We also thank you for any comments, likes, suggestions that you may leave on this site. Also, feel free to share this with any of your friends or church members so that they can keep up with our events too. Here we go. All right, and welcome back. Hey, uh, good to be with you all again. We've been, last last week or two weeks ago, I believe, we introduced uh, the new minister, uh, outreach minister, and now we're kind of back on track with some things trying to get a little more active uh, back in our podcasting just between schedules and everything else just kind of got put by the wayside. So, but we're back. It's, it's uh, me, this Joe Prater, and then brother Clay's in here as well. And we're talking about Nehemiah. This is the, if you attended the service, this will be two weeks ago. Uh, and then we'll catch up with the next one on the, the next one. So we'll be in Nehemiah one through three today, just kind of recapping one through I'm sorry, Nehemiah 9. I'm sorry. Yeah, he corrected me. That was that. The pause was him looking at me, holding <laughs> up a 9. But no, Nehemiah 9, 1 through 3, um, when the people start confessing their sins, the wall's been built, they were reintroduced to the Word uh, some days ago, and now they've read the Word, they've processed it, and now they're starting to repent. And so that's kind of where we're at. So how are you? Man, I'm wonderful. How about yourself? I'm I'm good. It's getting yeah. to be a busy time of year. It is. Uh, it's going to be real busy. It's kind of like my old buddy says, Ronnie Castles. It's hunting season, man. Yeah, it, it's hunting season. Uh, it's it's been hunting season in the Bible for a while now, though. <laughs> in case, That's it. In case y'all don't understand, we have church on Sundays. That's right. Uh, the deer move on every day, so you don't have to hunt them on Sunday. That's right. That's right. Uh, if you do choose to, there's there's some time between late early. <laughs> between lunch and, and evening service that you can go and, and uh, right. do like that. An evening you... hunt, not a morning hunt on Sunday. Yeah, afternoon hunt, because we mm-hmm. still got evening church. That's right, that's right. Um, you know, we talked earlier kind of that during all this or with everything that this kind of going on in the in these chapters, it, just to kind of put it into perspective, on my end, it, I just felt it kind of neat that the last 24 days, you said 24 days in these in the in the uh, in the seventh month in Nehemiah in the in the Bible is what I was trying to get at. Um, they just heard the word for some of these people for the very first time. They'd been following. I'm not going to say blindly, but they've been following a leader of God. They've been following one of God's appointed leaders through uh, Nehemiah in rebuilding the wall, and then Ezra. Some you know with Ezra, Ezra, Nehemiah, and now that they've heard it, they've processed it. They kind of said. Oh wow, you know. So they have this great awe in what they've heard, and in reverence into what they heard and what they've been taught in the past few days. So now they're doing what they should do, I guess, and that's repent and talk about it. So well, you let it in really good. That's uh, that is where we are. We're in the they they've heard the word. Um, they're in this twenty four period of the seventh month, and um, they they've understood there's a time of of different feasts and fellowships. Um, during the seventh month because they were in the law. They had heard Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and they began to understand that on the seventh month there's some festivals here. There's some some things that they needed to do. And so they heard the word. They understood the word. They understood it because um, Ezra, Nehemiah, the Levites, the priests, and the different ones 
Um, Nehemiah read it out loud to them, and then these guys come on board and then began to explain it to them, break it down into, you know, it's probably hard for you and I to understand that people were illiterate. They, they couldn't read. They couldn't write. They didn't really understand a whole lot of stuff, so they had to they had to bring it down, not to say, you know what, we don't have to water down the gospel. A lot of people want to come in, bring in a soft gospel, soft word, something like that. They want to bring it, water religion, water theology, water all this stuff down. And you know what? We don't need to do that. We just need to preach the word, what it says, how to obey it, and then how to live it out. Because a lot of folks, that's where they are. And that's the biggest burden on my heart right now is that people... And 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 I, I don't know how all this works, and I'm not saying it's everybody that's listening to this podcast, and it's not everybody that sits out in the pew. I'm just giving a, a generalized statement. Most folks want to come out of obligation or duty. They want to come, check a box, say they've done it, they've been here, and then go on the rest of the week, never pick up the Word, never have a time of prayer, never have a time with God, and then they wonder why they're dry. They wonder why God's not listening to their prayers. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? Well, if you even go back in the book and start seeing when people turn their back on God and just do it out of religion, what I mean, you, you hear about the Pharisees in the New Testament. You, you hear about the Pharisees in the Old Testament and the, the Sadducees and the different ones. They wanted to just practice a religion. They didn't want any kind of relationship. And, you know, that's really... What God wants, going back to Adam and Eve in the garden. He walked in the cool of the day with them. He wants an, an intimate and a personal relationship with his children. Um, I have children, now a grandchild, and that's how you want you want. I want a personal relationship with my kids. I want an intimate relationship. I want to visit with them and see what's going on in their lives. You know, I, I think, and before we move off of that one, I, I, I think that, a lot of people take it for granted, you know, and I, and I spoke before how I'm still not dumbfounded, but still amazed at the fact that these people hadn't heard the word. And in some of that, they may have been illiterate, but a lot of it's the access. They didn't have the access. We have more access to the Bible now than ever, at least in our culture and in our country. I think but Pew we take Report it, tells we, you that, that each inside each home, is five to seven Bibles, but in yet we each don't home. know it. Don't know it. And don't read it. Don't look at it. And you don't share it. I mean, it's 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 so much. We have become so saturated with it. It's kind of like uh, we don't really take, you, you know, we take for granted the computer or the internet or something like that. Well, air conditioning. Yeah, air conditioning. Yeah, as You're, we well, my here. mom and dad. You know, I don't I don't know age wise the difference. My dad would have been. Let's see, what are we, 21? My dad would have been like 91. And uh, so he, he was, you know, no air conditioning in his home back when he was a kid, no indoor plumbing, stuff like that. Things that we, I've always had air conditioning. Right. I've always had indoor. I know what to do without. Right. And, and, and I just think that that's, I just find it crazy. But, but as soon as they heard the word, they immediately, they heard the word, they heard the message, they immediately began now into this repentance. Uh, it, you know what? Um, I think I used this a couple weeks ago. I can't remember. Probably somewhere in there. This old word was now new to them. And it's kind of where we are today. This old word is just old to us. We don't want to 
get into it, see it. But you know what? It says that it's alive. The Word of God is alive. It convicts us. It leads us. It guides us and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of people, they're just complacent to it. They've just heard it. And um, I, I really, it impressed me this morning when you told me that, that that really spoke to you about how some of them for 70 years, because they were in captivity for 70 years, haven't even heard it, haven't understood it. And now it's starting. So what was written, this was 445 B.C. when Ezra was written. Nehemiah, I mean, I'm sorry, I got Ezra hung in my head, but it's Nehemiah. It was written some 445 B.C. And so they had lived a long time. And so, well, okay, to put it in perspective, what year did, I guess, what year did the Exodus occur? So you're probably asking me a question right off the top of my head. I couldn't answer. I'd have to go back in there and look. And Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not yeah. sure, but, but mm-hmm. if, you, if you start looking at how far... It's not necessarily when it's happened. A lot of it was when it was written. And right, that's what I was... Un- yeah, right, I got that's you. that's what I was... Right. Well, you're talking about several generations because Moses had to be born, then Joshua, and, and all that. So, see, that's what we... Several, several generations right. on, on and then, most of this stuff. So, yeah. 13th century B.C. is when the, the exodus occurred, and that was under Moses. So, that would have been about 1,250 years, mm-hmm. right? So really, to put to put that in perspective, we're only about six hundred years more from Jesus. So Jesus was two thousand years ago, approximately mm-hmm. uh, two thousand twenty. These people were their our Nehemiah's group was still from the Exodus. So and there was word before the Exodus that came through. So you know you figure they're seven or uh, almost two thousand years from that. So their word that they're receiving is some of that messages were 2,000 years old, some were newer. The message that we receive in the New Testament is only 2,000 years old. Mm-hmm. So if you put that in perspective, it, we really don't have an old word. No, no, it's I fresh. I mean, that's the way it's I've always word. looked at it. Right. And, and, and it goes into a lot of other things that, you know, we're closer to Jesus than Jesus was to the time of the pyramids. Mm. And people think that, oh, well, they we try to associate that with all this. That's really not that long ago mm-hmm. this occurred. Sure. So. That's right. Well, I'm glad we chased that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's hey, good. Some people, yeah. some people enjoy the chase. Oh, I know. People, yeah. Some people, it's just the thrill of the hunt. Yeah, right, right. So this is the 24th day of this. That, Like I said, they've heard, they understood. See, this is where I take it to where they started obeying. Because they heard, they understood that right. when they had sinned against God, when they had turned their back on Him, because that's what a lot of this is leading up to. That's why they had the 70 years of captivity. That's why they were where they are. And so they're seeing now, oh, it talked about fasting back, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, 2,000 years ago or however far back, um, you know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and all that was around in there. And so they... They begin to see that and understand it, and then they wanted to obey the word. They wanted to obey the law. What was there? So what did they do? They fasted. They put on sackcloth, and, and they put ashes or dust on their head. That was all outward signs. The two, especially the the um, the sackcloth and the and the dust on their head. That was an outward expression that there was something on the inside going on. That's how I believe we are to be. I don't think we are to be. Uh, all that legalistic and all that kind of stuff. But man, 
if we really are broken over this word and how we understand it and seeing that there's lost and dying people out there, that we are commissioned to go share the gospel, that, that we know that there are two eternal zip codes. One is heaven, one is hell. And once that grips a hold of our life, man, there ought to be an outward expression that something's going on, that we have a burden in our heart to want to share with people. Right. And um, I, I think they were getting it right here. They heard it. Their sin began to convict them. And that's the question I really want to ask this morning, Joe. Where are we in 2021? Are we so complacent in our sin? Are we so um, culture-minded, so what's going on in our culture that we're really not thinking what it says biblically? Because we don't live biblically. We live self-centered for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we what feels good now, I mean, that's all our commercials, all the TV wants to tell you. If it feels good, do it. There's a society out there telling you, if it feels good, do it. And a society's bought into that. You know what right. that's called? That's pride. Right. And, and, and we're ate up with pride. We're ate up with arrogance. And we should be, flip the script. We ought to be known by our humility, out of our love, out of our care and concern and all that. I just, I just don't know that the church looks any different than the world. We just take it, we take it for granted. I mean, it's like, it, like we talk about, we, we take the word for granted. I think just in the same way that we take the fact that of the word and our fellowship for granted, that we take the, we take the things we're given. Mm-hmm. You know, air conditioning, a, a building, a roof. You know, we don't live out under the stars. The fact that we can get in our vehicle and be eight miles away. Uh, or you can be back at your house in, in less than three minutes from here. Right. Well, if you had to walk it or if you had to ride a horse to it, yeah, it wouldn't take, still wouldn't take as long, but we just take everything for granted. And I think we've gotten into that, that, that me, me, me society and the feel good society that we totally lose sight of what is, is happening and, and totally lose sight of what God has done for us. There's, you just threw me a softball. That, well, you did. Out. Here, here's the deal. You know what we take for granted? We take, that's breath. We take it for granted. But you know what? When we're laying on our deathbed and we start seeing that life is really short and the things that really matter most, and they start flashing before our eyes, why don't we quit waiting until on our deathbed or our last minutes on earth to understand life is short, life is precious. And again, that eternal zip code matters. You know, I've, I heard it put kind of like, I guess, like this. Whenever we get older, we like you said, we start realizing, hey, some of these things. It, whenever we're uh, your age, my age, I'm younger than him, Casey Miller wants to know. <laughs> uh, but whenever we get to this point, we say, man, we really appreciate what our parents did for us. We really appreciate the fact that, yeah, it might have been hard sometimes, but it wasn't as hard as it had to be, that they sacrificed things for us and they gave for us. So whenever I look at it, we owe them a lot. You know, uh, I heard a preacher, and I can't think of his name, but one of his whole sermons and is how dare us take things for granted? How mm-hmm. dare the fact that we don't thank our parents? We go back and we thank them all the time. Well, God gives us air. How dare we take his air and we use it for arrogance? How dare us use it for pride? How dare us use it for anything other than humility and worshiping and spreading his words. He gives us this air conditioning that we're sitting in. He gives us that car. He gives us everything that we have. 
how dare us use that for evil enterprises or evil uh, things that, that aren't there now and, and I'm not saying that that you know life should never be have entertainment life should never have this or that but that's part of the uh, the appreciation of life and appreciation of the things that he's given us well you're you're, you're all over this message because that's where they were a lot of these folks had become idol worshipers things that they had taken for granted instead of what God cre- God created it all. God created the wood to make a wooden image. God created the gold to make a, co- a golden calf to worship. God created the silver to make whatever form of idol that they worshiped instead of worshiping the one that created it all. And, and that's kind of where they were. They understood that. Their fathers had turned their back on God. Their fathers had done this false worship, idol worship, and all that. And they're saying, hey, we don't want to go back to that. We want to be cleansed. We want to be set apart. Israel is a Jewish nation that is to be set apart. They're to be different, especially right here where we are in Nehemiah. And that's why it says they separated themselves from these foreign relationships. Their understanding that God told them, the Jewish people, the Israelite people, you are to be a holy seed because the the Messiah is going to come out of your lineage. And so they are to be a holy set apart. And I brought this one in, and I'll bring it in today. I'm grateful that Jesus came and he grafted us as Gentiles into the, the, um, the kingdom of God. And uh, so now um, I have opportunity to be saved. You have the opportunity. It's not just for the Jews, now it's for the Gentiles. Paul went out all throughout the right. the Gentile region sharing the gospel, people getting saved and people's lives being changed and and uh, so Which was that's, all part of the New Testament. Yeah. And the new church that was that was you know given to us by God, but the foundation of it was established before Jesus yep. walked the earth. That's right. And this was the found the establishing a foundation, establishing the wall and, mm-hmm. and the in everything, so yeah, it's good that. How about this one in there? So I'll read a little bit. Now, on the twenty-fourth day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting and in sackcloth and with dust on their heads. Then those of the uh, Israelite lineage separated themselves from all the foreigners, and they stood and confessed their sins and their iniquities of their fathers. You know, when's the last time we've done that? Where we just got broken over our sin, confessed it to the Lord. You know. I, I see this. This is my third church now. And, um, you know, you don't really see a whole lot of people coming to the altar anymore. We put on these masks. We put on these fronts. And we say, man, everything's okay. Every, my, my marriage is great. My kids are great. We get on Facebook and, and talk about the great dinner we just had. We talk about the, you know, the great movie or whatever this, that, and how great our life is. And then we turn off the social media and... Next thing you know, we're in an argument with our spouse or we're, you know, something with our kids or something like that. I just wish we would get real as a people, kind of like here, and just say, man, you know what? I do sin. I do mess up. I do fall short sometimes. And you know what? We had to allow that sin to so convict us with the Holy Spirit of God and say, Lord, man, just like David, I love reading Psalms 51. And where it says, if there be any wicked way in me, Expose it. Show me. 
Why? So I can confess it, so I can have that personal, intimate relationship. And that's where these folks are. They stood and they confessed their sins and their iniquities of their fathers. And they stood up in their place and they read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for, again, this must be some culture that we don't understand. (laughs) One-fourth of the day, and for another fourth of the day, they worship and confess their sin to God. Man, we trip over an hour. You know, they a third, again, in this culture, this is a Jewish 12-hour day. A fourth of that day, they read the Word. And then a fourth of that 12-hour day, they confessed and they worshiped God. Six hours. Six Three hours, hours at a time for those yep. who went to Northwood. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And, and we complained about an hour, hour and 30-minute service. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just... I just pray that, that that people that when you share the gospel or whenever you you attend a service or you read the word, try reading it like that with that dedication. Mm-hmm. Try reading it like it was the first time you've heard it, and try mm-hmm. to to maintain that. I mean, um, I'm not saying fake anything, but no. but you have to understand there's so many things in that just in these little passages that we could sit here for. For three hours. I mean, I honestly think we could take that one chapter. You can, man. And we could sit there for three hours. And it's, you You have, they read up to that point. I mean, that's not even, I'm sitting here looking at your Bible open. That's barely a third of the Bible, you know, and they spent that much time learning about the first third of the Bible. They didn't even know. know, they didn't have the other two thirds of the Bible that we have, you know, and I think we take that. The fact that they don't know the end of the story there. We That's know right. we know the the end of that chapter of the story, but we don't know the end of our stories yet. But well they're waiting on Messiah. I mean they're right. everything. They're waiting on Messiah. And we know that Messiah's come. It's just it it does seem weird, you know, that they spend that much time, but right. When's the last time we even spent, you know, fifteen minutes? I know. In a day. And then we wonder, Not on a Joe, Sunday. And then we wonder, man, why are we dry? Why, why is my world falling apart? Why is this happening? You know, a lot of times we, we take circumstance that happens in our life as God punishing us or judging us. If we're true born-again believers, it's not that he's trying to punish us. He's trying to get our attention back off of us and back on him, our first love. And so, you know, I've had a heart attack. Did it get my attention? Absolutely. But, you know, a lot of times things happen. I believe for me, not that my eyes or my focus was off God, it gave me an opportunity to have one more testimony that I could share, that I can relate to somebody that had a heart attack. I can relate to somebody that's had a a, um, a very... Um, eye-awakening, near-death experience. When they hook paddles up to you and tell you they're fixing to shock you, you kind of see life a little different, and you start yeah. taking things <laughs> in a little quicker. But, you know, I believe all these things that God's... He's taken a lot of fear out of my life. I've had spinal meningitis. I've had a, a fever of 106. I've had some weird things happen in my life. Those things prior to it, God was definitely trying to get my attention. Spinal meningitis, yeah. some seizures. You've had and some enough things. that you can say, "Okay, God, enough with the <laughs> testimonies." <laughs> I got it. That's it. But that's it. But you know, I just—I don't know. I don't really have anything 
to say on, on the on, on what what's actually happening in Nehemiah. I think the whole because this is the first time in my my Christian walk that I've ever really even been through a study of Nehemiah, mm-hmm. and it's my first time too. And the the thinking of everything that's happened and what they're doing and how much work went into it and and now to this point, you know, you have to these people were blindly following a leader, a leader who was interpreting or giving them the word as much as he could without the physical word being given to them. And now they're given the physical word and they're reading it and they're looking at it for the ones that can read, but they're being presented with a, a real word, not just somebody coming in and going, Hey, let's make Jerusalem great again. It's somebody actually coming in and saying, Hey, I, you know, that obedience you gave, here's why, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're moving forward. This is all he wants in return. He's not asking for anything other than a little bit of your time, a little bit of your time for fellowship, and a little bit of your your finances that are, in the grand scheme of things, a very minuscule part of everything we do. So now you're going to make me take a left turn and not chase a rabbit, but just kind of talk about what you said. See, that's why men of God are called men of God. That's why I'm that's why the Lord called me to be a pastor and a shepherd. He called Nehemiah to be this governor, this man of God, this leader. He called Ezra years before that to be the scribe to understand Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. God calls, God equips, God uses us to be leaders. I mean, that's the same thing as being a shepherd at a church, to be a right. pastor of the church. You know, there's folks that 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 are under your care under the ministry and everything but see the thing is what i take which some people may not understand this hear this or understand this i'm under the great shepherd i'm a shepherd of a church you know like i'm supposed to lead supposed to equip and do all those things if i'm not just like nehemiah right in tune with god because if you go way back in 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 some of these chapters it said god pretty much commanded him. God led him. God showed him. He would say, pretty much God said do this, or God was you know, pointing those folks. Here's my deal. If I'm not in tune with the Word of God and studying and, and, and praying and seeking and asking the Holy Spirit to, to lead me and everything, you know what? I might lead us in the wrong direction or something like that. But man, that that's the deal with church right now. Where the shepherd leads... The sheep need to follow. They need to listen to the voice. Now, if I'm saying something that's off kilter to the Word of God, we need to have a conversation or whatever. But if we're leading and and the Holy Spirit's telling me or or leading me, showing me, you know, that's kind of where we are with this. I mean, you have to have a lot of confidence in your shepherd. You have to have a lot of confidence in the one leading you. And and we just... um, we as sheep need to learn that. We, we need to listen and, and follow the direction. Um, we don't really need a lot of armchair quarterbacks. We need some folks that take this word just like they did. Hear it. Hear it. You're, you, you all can't see me, but I'm pointing to my mind. We need to hear it. We need to process it. We need to roll it around. We need to understand it. And then we need to let it penetrate our heart. We need to hear it, understand it, and then we need to obey it. We don't need to bicker over it discuss you know it's these folks got serious about it 
I believe, and I, I hate always using, I don't like using that word, but I do believe if we ever get it, get where they are and want true revival, we'll see our church look different. We'll see our community look different. And then something could possibly happen right here that could change the world. Right, right here in Blanchard, man. Right. I believe that in my heart. And yeah. I believe that's why God called me here. He 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 just said, hey, we need to awake some folks that have been asleep for a while, get them back charged up, get them fired up, and uh, let's get in Blanchard and tear it up. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, man, we're going kind of long. I know we, we try to keep these things to 20 minutes or 10 minutes or 15 or whatever. And I can't wait, man, to one day when time's not going to matter. That's it. <laughs> but hey, right now I mean, it does. So well, Our little 20, 25 minutes is better than that three hours. I think we might lose a few people <laughs> on that one. But... But yeah, I, I think it's time that we we uh we don't just hurry through it. Uh, I think it's time that you know you talk about processing and everything. It's near lunchtime, so I'm thinking about eating. But I think about how many times do we just grab something to eat and we go, and then all of a sudden we go out to eat somewhere. We actually spend time with family while we're eating, and we really concentrate on, hey man, this food really tastes good. You know, this is some really enjoyable time. It's kind of like the way I look at reading the Bible. You know, if if we just hurry through it. Wake up at five. Oh Lord, I got to get in the shower at five oh five, or I'm going to be late. I got I got you for five minutes. Or do we get up and we find some time and we spend that that time and really savor the flavor of what what we're trying to be taught there or what He's trying to teach us? One of my professors always taught us. He said, "Man, when you're feeding the sheep, as long as you're feeding them, they'll stay by the trough." They'll be eating. And when you start chasing rabbits and chasing other stuff, you're going to start losing them. So just keep feeding them the word. and They'll stay at the trough as long as they're they're hungry. Yeah. And then when they get full, they'll back up. So yeah. it's a good word, man. All right. You want to pray us on out? Let's do it. Father God, Lord, we thank you for the day. Lord, I pray that, Lord, we hear the word of God. We let it roll around in our mind. And, God, I pray we let it penetrate our heart. Lord, we allow it to change us, transform us, and do a mighty work inside of us. Lord, we need the filling of the Holy Spirit for that to work. And so, Father, we need to be filled with your Spirit continually, Lord, hour by hour, day by day, moment by moment. So, Father, fill us, and then, God, give us the obedience to live it out. So, Father, help us to obey your Word. Lord, we love you. We thank you for loving us. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I'm going to give one quick plug before you shut us off. I'll be at the stable November the 2nd. That's over there at Man Church, and uh, that'll start at 6 o'clock. We'll have a manly uh, meal, then we'll have some manly worship, and then a manly message. So good being with you all today. And thank you for joining us on the First Baptist Church Blanchard podcast today. Uh, please follow us, like us, so you can be notified when the new episodes come out. If you have any comments or suggestions, leave those below. Also, if there's any way we could pray for you, please contact us. Let us know, 318-929-2346. Or also, you can catch us at www.fbcblanchard.com. Go to the contact page. You'll find all the info you need. Thank you again. We're praying for you. You have a blessed day.